With some trepidation, she knocked on the door of the ambassador's suite. A tall man came to the door. He wore a double-breasted, pinstriped suit and looked more like a businessman than a bodyguard. His eyes revealed an acute sharpness of observation as he inspected her. Forewarned by her lover, she knew he would carefully scrutinize her. His glance washed over her like an x-ray exploring every detail of her person, her inner life, and thoughts. She had never felt more naked. I'm Victoria Stewart, she said, feeling a slight tremble in her voice. First Secretary McLean sent me. Yes, the Secretary. I'm so very pleased to meet you. Mr. Churchill will be with you shortly. He offered a surprisingly warm and ingratiating smile that began to put her at ease. He directed her to an impressive sitting room dominated by a painting of Wellington and set up with a series of comfortable conversational settings. She sat on a straight chair which seemed appropriate to her station, noting that Thompson had taken a wing chair at the other end of the sitting room. He crossed his legs and picked up a copy of the London Times, which he had obviously been reading before she arrived. She heard sounds coming from an adjoining room, one of which she recognized immediately as the unmistakable voice of Churchill. You've come highly recommended, Thompson said, his face poking from behind the paper. I'm on it, sir. I suppose you've been fully briefed to know what to expect. Yes, the first secretary has been thorough, she said crisply, knowing that Thompson had vetted him carefully about her background and skills. Above all, he expects confidentiality. I understand, sir. The words seemed to catch in her throat. He is a hard taskmaster, so I understand. The door to the adjoining room opened, and a distinguished-looking man with a military-trim moustache walked across the suite and nodded in her direction and passed out of the suite. Dean Acheson, Thompson said, after he had gone. American State Department. Ready? A voice boomed from the bedroom. Off you go, Thompson said, into the lion's lair. She stood up and entered the bedroom. Churchill sat in bed, his back supported by a leather headrest. He wore a colorful silk dressing gown with a dragon pattern. He was smoking a long cigar. In front of him were a tray and the remains of his breakfast. Newspapers and some official-looking documents lay helter-skelter over the comforter. Beside the bed was a small desk, on which sat a typewriter and a sheaf of paper. You are, he barked, making no attempt to charm. But the twinkle in his eyes belied his stern look. Victoria Stewart, the first secretary. Victoria, is it? I was born under her reign. Fine woman. A progenitress of royal crowns across Europe. Victoria had seen him in person before, but certainly never in bed. He had the fierce look of a chained bulldog. Sit he ordered, pointing to the desk. She sat down, put a paper in the roller, and waited. She noticed that Thompson had moved into a corner of the bedroom and ensconced himself in an upholstered easy chair. They all have issues, Churchill said, shaking his head and looking toward Thompson. A fine man, Atchison. Man of principle. Not fond of Franklin. Wants me to insert something about the United Nations in my speech. He shook his head. As a point, I will do it, of course. Such an organization might very well be worth the candle. Will it work or become a debating society? No one knows. Indeed, it might get us into heaven at long last, or, at the very least, keep us out of hell, he chuckled. Victoria eyed the blank paper, primed to begin, but Churchill went on. This Atchison, his Christian name is Dean. Never ceases to amaze me how my mother's countrymen name their offspring after titles. I've met kings. Dukes? Earls? But then there is a certain logic to Dean. 
He is the son of an Episcopal bishop, and Dean is the next rank under bishop, as Earl is to Marquis. Maybe he was christened Dean because he was the son of a bishop. Listening, Victoria remembered her boss's cautionary tale about Mr. Churchill's habit of anecdotal asides. Suddenly, he observed her with intensity and smiled with obvious ingratiation. My dear, if you can take dictation as well as you look, we shall get along famously. Where were you from, Miss Victoria Stewart? Chelsea, sir. Were you there during the Blitz? Yes, I was. Our home got destroyed, but we all survived. Hitler was quite ruthless, Churchill nodded, shaking his head. And I do remember, Victoria added, never was so much owed by so many to so few. Stuck with me, sir. As it should, my dear, as it should. Those were indeed dark days, very dark. People must never forget that. No, sir. Churchill's cigar had gone out.